Sunday rap hard Sitting on no fun in their squad There they go, they're the sons of God What up, what up, what up? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentle peoples out there. This is the Across the Intersection podcast. This is AJ. I got a full house. We like poker today. I got the I got the normal cast of characters. I got Eve and A Sizzle. Hey everyone. As always, you can ingest this wonderful podcast on our website, divemedia.co. That is divemedia.co. And our podcast can be ingested wherever podcasts are disseminated. iTunes, Apple, Google, Spotify, and all of the others. Um, and we can be reached on the socials at This Is Dive Media. That is at This Is Dive Media. That's Twitter, Facebook, the Grizzam, etc. Um, and I'm at Divinimus, D-I-V-E-N-O-M-O-U-S. And on both platforms, uh, Twitter and Instagram, I'm E to the V to the. Yeah, yeah. And so we got a special one. I know y'all like, what? Y'all actually do not on an off-week podcast? We got a special show today. So for those of you who don't know, Dive Media, we have a bunch of different podcasts that we run. Uh, some gospely ones, some bible ones. We got a ladies' night. We got all types of stuff going on. And uh, so we, we, we have a new show that's going to be launching late summer. Um, this year it's called HBCU, and yeah, I know y'all like y'all doing an education podcast. Nah, it's not gonna be about it. well. It's gonna be a little bit education. It's gonna be a little Maybe. bit education. Yeah, but we we have the hosts of our new podcast that'll be launching. So we got Akima and Mikhail, um, and they're gonna just be telling us a little bit about HBCU, what the focus is, and uh, we hope that the way that you guys support us, that you will support them as well. So without further ado. Akima, Mikhail, why don't you introduce yourself to the millions and millions in the ATI Army? <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, I will, well, I know folks are used to hearing me on the microphone already. Mikhail, I'm going to defer to you if you want to go first and introduce yourself. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, for you guys who are hearing my voice or seeing my face for the first time, my name is Mikhail Williams. I'm a native of Washington, D.C., um, educated in Tacoma Park. Went to schools in Montgomery County. Um, right now, I am currently um, a researcher. I attend uh, the doctoral studies program at Concordia University, which has now transitioned to Portland. I'm sorry, from Portland, Oregon to Chicago, Illinois. And I'm actually um, studying culturally responsive educational practices in urban communities. Um, I've also got a personal training um, program that I'm working my way through as well. And um, I also teach science um, at a charter school in Northeast Washington, D.C. Um, I've got another personal business that I've just um, started off within the past three months that um, is growing pretty well. Um, so I've got a couple of things, but all of them are closely related um, to the HBCU uh, title and the direction that we want to take our information uh, through this podcast. So I look forward to um, engaging this audience and um, hopefully we'll all grow and learn from each other. Awesome. Thanks, Mikhail. So for you all who don't know, you've probably heard my voice already. I am one of the co-hosts currently on another podcast on the Divinimus Media uh, platform. I'm super excited to be um, co-hosting this uh, podcast with Mikhail. So this is Akima, Princess Akima, as you've heard on um, other shows. But I have been working in complementary alternative uh, medicine 
Arts. And for the last six, almost seven years now, I have found it very important that we learn how to access all the things that are available to us in sustaining um, and supporting our physical health primarily, but I also know that good physical health lends itself to both our mental and emotional well-being. So for me, um, having run my holistic practice, I wanted to, you know, get onto this podcast, get onto these airwaves and begin to put out information. I think information sharing with facts, um, things that are proven are important. And I think that there's limitations due to, you know, one constraint or another. So it was important for me to come into this um, environment and into this platform and to begin to share. So to talk a little bit about the title. So we use the title HBCU for multiple reasons. And Mikhail, I'll let you jump in here in a moment. But the acronym for us is standing for Healing Brown Communities Unconditionally. So we use the idea of an HBCU because that's actually where Mikhail and I met. We both went to the um, famous University of Maryland Eastern uh -oh. Shore. Shout, uh -oh. um, shout out Hawk Pride. <laughs> yes, I will be shouting out my HBC HBCU here. Um, but that environment is what allowed our paths to cross and actually allows for a lot of, you know, students of African descent to get education. So we wanted to pay a little homage there, but we also wanted to make this particular podcast to be more inclusive so that everyone has access to this information um, that is available. I don't know. Did you want to add anything as it related to the HBCU title? Oh, absolutely. Because um, at the time that it came in, I met um, what's funny is. Uh, we met in the actually English class. I don't even know if she mm -hmm. remembers that. It was speech, Mr. Rose. But anyway, yep. well, <laughs> I remember, I remember Mr. Mr. Rose. I, I took I took Mr. Rose too. I remember him. Yeah, I love Mr. Rose. But um, regarding the HBCU title and social media, um, I bring this up because I remember when Facebook uh, really started to hit. Um, those of us who were attending four-year institutions were the only ones who had access to Facebook and all of our our logins were related to our school campus email. And so um, I guess theoretically, as we've moved forward, as you see, Facebook has opened up to other populations so that they can, um, you know, distribute information to larger populations of people. And with the concept of the HBCU, you know, those of us who have attended and we can all attest to this, you know, there's a lot of pride in that. There's an emotional attachment to, to your experience and the people you've met and all those things at the HBCU. However, in our approach with this particular podcast, we don't want to limit ourselves almost in the same capacity that Facebook said, you know what, we just don't want to limit our population by just having college students. We want to be able to incorporate people internationally. And so um, our goal is to take the HBCU concept and the acronym into, you know, of course, that's going to sound a little clickbaitish in the beginning. Oh, this is HBCU. They're going to be talking about, <laughs> you know, the Chitlin Circuit, the schools in the South and all this kind of thing. And, but no, circuit. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. <laughs> you know, um, but we're going to open up to um, presenting information that we've learned along our journey. And as we've shared information with uh, each other, opening up to people who not necessarily have gone to college um, have formal training and all those kind of things, and to bring them into that uh, international universal HBCU network of knowledge. Absolutely, man. absolutely. I'm sorry. Those are some big words, man. Y'all, y'all throwing out big words. So let me let me go ahead and ask a couple of questions. We're gonna go ahead and do this interview style. So I hear you guys using the the term HBCU a lot. Why do you? Why for you was it so important to make the 
direction in which you're going to focus like so kind of specific as opposed to just generically talking about health why was that important to you guys okay did you want to answer for me i mean i'll start and i'm please tell me fill in where i may leave anything vacant i think think it was important for us (laughs) aj you're going to be editing it's all good it was important for us to make sure that there were resources that were available for our communities and communities like ours. I think one of the things that I've found, um, and we're going to be talking definitely a lot about uh, research. That's a really big biggie. You know, both of us being um, post um, graduate, you know, students. It it's really interesting how it's really hard to find research for. Um, you know, brown folks, like when you're looking, when you're seeing the studies and who they are utilizing to garnish research and use as standards in um, medical situations and as it relates to how they're going to drive decisions for the population, it's very seldom that you find um, studies that very specific to our people. So for me, I know that it was important because I, I want to be an advocate. I'm an educator as well, but I also want to be an advocate that there be more um, research and that there be more resources available for people, um, for our people. So that was why Kima, it was important for me. Do you think that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought you had reached punctuation. I apologize. Go ahead. Mm-mm. You were ready to hop in. I'm, I'm, I'm messing it up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Who, who shows this about you? Or, or... No, I was going to ask her. I wasn't going to talk about me. Okay. Eva, please go ask your question. I had to the end of my... All right, come on, no. Eva. You already right, here now. Thing. We already here now, so go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Afro's popping, Eva, by the way. Yeah, Afro is... Isn't all, it? All, all over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm like... It's, not flat, on, it's not flat on one side? Okay. I'm like, how much did you pay so, for that? When did that come? That's, <laughs> I don't remember this. See, y'all, see, y'all don't understand. Y'all Eva be looking it, all professional for us when she heard yeah. the Black Power was coming on. She picked oh, that joint out. She got that joint out. I said, oh, Eva came out. This joint like... So Akima, she wants want Beyonce formation on us. Okay. <laughs> oh, Super Bowl. Uh, Macau, so that's how they get down. So I love it. Oh, I love it. Let's get it. Let's get it. I'm here for it. But uh, but I just want y'all to know. Um, let me before I say what I have to say. I just want everybody to know that um, the pace of podcasts is really important, so mm-hmm. that we are not doing monologues. So the reason that I was looking at your mouth to see when you were going to reach punctuation to see when I could jump in was so that it could kind of you know that the pace could be something that the that the listeners would would uh, you know that their attention span wouldn't be too short for. But Akima kept talking after the punctuation. That's the reason how <laughs> I'm gonna see. Mm-hmm. I think I have their I think I have their vi- uh, visual cues pretty di- pretty well down, but I don't have you guys yet. Um, so Akima, that's good feedback. So thank you. That's good, Mikhail. Pace of a podcast. That's something we need to learn. Boom, 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 boom. So anyway, um, but Akima, you were talking about how the um, the people who are researched uh, kind of determines where healthcare goes in terms of uh, the healthcare solution. So my question to you is: Do you think that's the reason for the healthcare gap? or the gap in health outcomes between our community and other communities is that, you know, they, a lot of times the people who are studied and researched for these sort of healthcare concerns are not us. I don't think it's the sole reason. I think it is definitely part of the problem. Um, I mean, whoever has the money is making the decisions and that's who's going to drive what's happening. And so there's going to be disparities because the people who are in despair are those who don't have any money. When you don't have money, you don't really have a seat at the table to kind of talk about, you know, how things are going to be driven and how they're going to go. And studies... 
I mean, that's going to be a whole nother podcast for us to kind of really delve into. But the funding for studies is just a really interesting pattern and how um, universities kind of deal with that and then how that's now used in a governmental and for advocacy and on the Hill and with Congress. And so, but all that is driven by money. So disparity and who has, who you has the gold makes the rules. So that's really what happens with a lot of, a lot of times with that. Yes. In in the words of the great Luciferian by the name of (laughs) Jay-Z, politics as usual. We all know that song. Crazy. Akima, I had another question for you. You you mentioned um, something that you guys have both mentioned a couple times. So you said that um, studies and things like that were not focused on, quote unquote, our community and things like that. Define that for us. What what are you saying is your, quote unquote, community and, you know, sort of the, the reason behind your passion, both of you guys. Your, yeah, let's your, get specific. Yeah, your uh, your passion. You want me to jump for, in there, Kima? I can take. I can start on this one. Um, I, I have an example that I want to share. Uh, oh, so good for Absolutely. This is, this is like so wrestling. I, I, Just hop in. Yeah. No, I have a, I have a really a good example royale. for this. Well, and, you know, <laughs> let me let me say this, Akima. The, the the reason that I'm specifically asking this question is, you know, for though for listeners who've been riding with us for almost three years, one of the mm-hmm. things that you'll note about across the intersection in the very beginning, and I'm gonna go ahead and say this now. I haven't. I've never oh. said this on air. In the very beginning, if you guys go back, if, if you've been listening to us since 2017 when we first started, you will remember that we used to put ads in our show. Remember if for for the for for the and these are from my OG listeners. If I you, actually had an ad and got clients from that. Shout right. out to the ad. Exactly. Client. I actually put one of Akima's um because <laughs> Akima runs her own business. And so, one of my good friends is one of her clients that she that that's was right. To the ad. That's right. Shout out hey, to Chocolate. Shout out yeah. to referrals. So we <laughs> we we used to run ads on the show in the beginning. I thought you know I'm doing a podcast. Let me just go ahead and reach out to a lot of small business owners that I know and said, hey, I'm doing a podcast. So we used to run ads. We ran ads for about six months. And I got a couple emails, and, and well, one email and a phone call or a text. And, some, and they hit me up and was like, now I had people who were from all ethnic and racial backgrounds who were running ads on my show. I wasn't, you know, I was an equal opportunity employer because I'm, y'all know me, anybody could sponsor me anytime, right? And, mm-hmm. um, you don't you don't sell out. You sold out a long time ago. <laughs> I didn't make that up. I got that from somebody. Yo, y'all something else. <laughs> I got that from somebody. I, I don't give me the credit for that. But um, but so seriously, and you know what? What I got contact and they said, hey, I thought that you guys were believers. Are you just doing some black thing? Come on. And I said, what? Like I didn't even respond to the joint. I was kind of like, so I really oh. sat back and was like. What you talking about, Willis? To take from the famous philosopher Eve the Zealot, I said, "What you talking about, Willis?" <laughs> and I really, I really gave it because I was so blown because I was really just kind of saying, "Wait, wait a minute! I am. We're just giving our perspective. This ain't really not like no necessarily no pro black thing. I ain't, I ain't on my Huey P. Newton. I'm just, I'm a son of God who just happens to inhabit black skin. So from that point on, I said, you know what? I'm good on any more ads for." the time being and that has turned into two and a half years so <laughs> i you know that's why i'm specifically asked because inherently when you guys begin to do your thing people are gonna say 
well, can everybody benefit from the things that y'all are dropping health wise, or is this just some kind of black thing y'all are doing? Like, so that's why I'm asking specifically what you guys are considering your quote unquote community and why that's your passion to focus on that. Okay. So I will speak to all of that. And then I know Mikhail has, I'm going to speak a small amount. Mikhail's going to probably have a whole lot more to say than I. Um, my, my community are folks who look like me, who do, who grew up in these the same kind of like disparity situations that we're speaking of. I said I had an example, and it's funny because now I have two, and I'll share the shorter example. It's funny when you drive around communities of people who look like me, and for those who don't know, I am a half Jamaican, half Trinidadian, and I'm a first generation born here in these United States. And You're an so immigrant? Uh-oh. For me... No, I'm the child. Of, I'm, I'm hey. a child of an immigrant. Hold up, hold I myself up, hold up. am not an immigrant. West Side, and I'm like, I wish I could see. I wish the Yankee people could see my Bob, my listen, Bob Marley listen, shirt. Listen, on don't but, don't um, say that, Akima. Don't say that uh, <laughs> around these two. Yankee side. They be making me leave the room when they want to have a foundational Black American discussion. Me. They be like, "You got to leave the room." <laughs> all right, let me stop. But I, one of the things that I find funny is that when I drive around communities with people who look like me, majorly, you'll see a lot of like dialysis centers and things of that nature. You Come won't on. see the education centers. You won't see the juice bars. You don't see the gyms. You see the drugstores where you can fill in your prescription. You'll see the places where they're not educating people on how to take care of their kidneys. They're just showing them what to do once they fail. So for me, I'm trying to catch people before their bodies get to that place of breaking down. And that has a lot to do with my own personal um you know, experience, which I'm not necessarily going to go into on this podcast um, for today, but I have my own testimony around why I want to help to educate people. The other thing is I was working on a paper um, last semester for my master's in complementary alternative medicine, and I had picked the topic of how fast food led to um, heart problems in African-Americans. And when you, and it was a term paper. So the whole, you know, almost four months of the class, that was what I wanted my research to be on. And from the beginning and at the onset of the paper, my teacher fought with me. Now I got an A in the class. So I just want to make sure I put that out there as I talk about how I fought with the teacher. But the professor was like, oh, well, there's not going to be research out there for that topic. And I'm like, of course, there's not going to be research. You want to tell, let me tell you what I found from an academic research level. Mm-hmm. I found research on how fast food restaurants and where they, you know, where they set up shop. I found the um, level of African-Americans who are dealing with heart disease, but there were no studies that linked the two. So we could Uh infer that African-Americans, heart disease and fast food all played together, but there were no research studies, not one that I could find through all the ProQuest and all the all the different ones y'all that y'all can think of. And those of you all who've done academic research, you know what I mean. So for me, and, and it and it and it blew me if I'm just completely honest, that there wasn't a study that linked all three of these together. And mm-hmm. I had to work so hard to prove that point. And everyone else's topic was talking about, oh, here's how the keto diet can help you to do this. And here's how this can help with autism. And there were so many things to help with all these other areas. And I couldn't find not one study that linked African-Americans and fast food and heart disease. And I had to fight, got an A on the paper, A in the class, but it was so much work. And so for me, I'm not saying that's the be all end all, but I'm just using that as an example for me of like, why, why, why hasn't someone taken the time? 
hmm, because there isn't any money in finding a cure for heart disease. There isn't any money for banning against these right. fast food restaurants exactly. being in these African-American communities. So for me, yeah, it's important. And I'm, I'm not anti-fast food restaurants per se. I don't eat at them and I'm not here trying to take them down. But I want to be able to educate people like, hey, you're trying to figure out well, why I have heart disease. Well, I need to talk to you about what you're eating. So for me, it's like I, I want to get that education to people so they can catch it at like level mm-hmm. one before they at level five trying to figure out, man, now I'm dealing with this thing. So that's a little bit behind why I'm so driven to deal with this. I don't know, Makai, what you want to add on to that? Uh, sure. I'll just go ahead and actually hand me, a, this is a soft handoff, really, um, because um, I'll go back to Amadi's question. Uh, what do I consider my community? Very, very uh, interesting question um, and important for us to detail so there's no confusion. Um, I am genetically or ethnically, if we would like to use those kind of words, considered an American descendant of slavery, which has now become um, an, an actual political group um, within the United States of America. Even please but put I your do. down. <laughs> That's a, that, that don't even come from black people either. Stop it. Oh, but man. I am... Um, I am considered and classified. I would consider myself historically an African-American um, in terms of how I understand that I got here and my relatives and ancestors. Um, so what does that mean uh, regarding HBCU and um, research? And Akima was just saying, you know, there's no research for, no, I'm sorry, let me back up one second because I understand myself as an African-American within the context of the global diaspora of Africa and African people and civilization. So let me make that point very clear. Yeah. Uh, there was no African-American without Africa. Yep. Let's be abundantly clear. Um, so within that context, no. I, I also have spoken with Akima on several occasions and we talk about these things. You know, where did we go for, for people who are black and brown, um, theoretically, when it comes to research regarding health, nutrition, uh, religion, medicine, all these kind of things, um, so I'm saying all that to say, um, I work with a certified physiologist, actually, uh, my coworker who he taught at Howard University for several, for new, uh, sorry, for a number of years, but he, we are going into this personal training, which I kind of mentioned through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. And what we're finding is specifically that the BMI model that has been developed in terms of measuring fat content and obesity actually is modeled after the European bone structure. So what we're going to find with black and brown people, particularly non-white women, you're going to find that rates of fat are classified um, differently. And the way that uh, brown, black and brown women hold fat, and I'll just give a couple examples, like, you know, in the thigh area, in the hips, in the buttocks, and things of that nature, those things have meaning that are often... Um, I will say not understood by the European medicine medicinal collective. Mikhail, I just want to um, bring up something that tends to be oh, people's pushback to that. And the pushback that some people have uh, is, well, I look over in Africa and, I, and, and when I see people on the continent, um, I don't see some of the health issues that the people in the diaspora have. And so obviously there are other variables in addition to, um, in, in addition to the, the skeletal structure. And I was wondering if you wanted to speak about that. Absolutely. Um, we can even go back as far as one of the most profound, <coughs> excuse me, uh, anthropologists, African Senegalese anthropologists of the 20th century, uh, Sheikh Anta Diop. Whew, 
I mean, if you can find something on him that's still circulating, I mean, this brother passed in 1987, transitioned. I hate using the word pass. I don't think we, we pass away. We transition to a next phase, but that's another conversation. Um, but she can't the op um, has broken down, you know, tracing all the way back to Ethiopia, Kenya, and the Nile Valley regions of where uh, African people have uh, where we were first noted mm-hmm. and recorded in, in, in human history and how we've evolved and, and expanded out into Europe. And now clearly we're here. We've got African people represented here in African, I'm sorry, in African American, in the United States of America. So to answer your question, um, now we're talking about climate and environmental change. Um, as you know, America is the North, it was in the Northwest hemisphere and you've got Africans literally almost kind of in the middle. I don't want to sound too ignorant geographically, but, you know, more closer to the equator where you're going to find changes in climate that affect food, temperature, um, how bacteria grows and or does not grow, um, how people come in contact with these things. How are people in tune with the water, the nature, the trees? And, you know, we can go into all these kind of details Mm. as Africans have been dispersed throughout the world and as we have evolved, uh, we find ourselves in different climates. You know, some of us went as further, uh, uh, we went into Europe at mm-hmm. some point. You know, somebody might ask the question, well, how did an African turn into a European? Mm-hmm. That has a history. <laughs> that has a lineage. Absolutely. Something happened there. And um, we are seeing a, a manifestation of all of the environmental conditions and the climates that, that we've been exposed to. And um, I don't know if that answers your question specifically, but that would speak more so to someone who says, well, yeah, well, you know, because right now, you know, I'm thinking it was in, and I'll I'll fact check this. It wasn't St. Lucia, but one of the Caribbean islands, um, they didn't have any COVID issues. And, you know, the the prime minister, she made an incredible statement and was talking about, you know, the health considerations that they took specifically on that island. And we don't find a lot of those practices here. So you're going to find, we don't, you got to go all the way to Africa to find differences in the conditions of African people globally. You can take somebody from Southeast DC and compare them to somebody in Trinidad and you're going to find differences just because of where they live, how they got there, the nutrition, uh, the medicine that's offered in those regions of the world, so on and so forth. It was uh, St. Kitts and Nevis. Yeah, they, they had no, no uh, COVID. Kitts. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, Thank yeah, you. No, no well, that's where some of my family comes from. <laughs> Nevis, brother, Nevis. Excuse me, excuse me. So um yeah that but that that's the islands that that didn't have any um COVID wow that's really good hey did you have any questions Eve did you have any other, any other questions you wanted to uh, shout out before we uh the only, the only um comment that I just wanted to make regarding that was that that's the importance of the holistic health model right so you have things going on um, historically and psychologically like the you know so called post traumatic slave syndrome you have what's happening in terms of our eating habits and how we're in different climates and exposed to foods that historically were not our our natural food so i really Absolutely. appreciate what you all are talking about because it is a holistic thing and then the last uh, point that i wanted to make in is that a lot of people mistakenly consider african americans for example to be urban people And uh, we became urban maybe 70 years ago. And so there's a difference in who we were for that for for thousands of years up until about that time and who we are now. And the reason I bring this up is I was in D.C. a couple of years ago and came across a lady who decided that she wanted to put a um, fruit and vegetable shop 
on Rhode Island Avenue in DC. And she, and she noticed after a while that some of the people who came in forgot how to cook, how to prepare those foods that their own grandparents considered second nature. And so there are other sociological issues having to do with uh, the poverty that comes about yeah. when people move to cities and, and jobs go away that kind of changes the culture altogether. So yeah, I really appreciate the holistic approach. Um, I just want to say that I think that <clears throat> I, I want to encourage you all to get get the cracking with your podcast because <laughs> uh, we're, we're in the time right now where uh, that this kind of information is um, in demand. Uh, I mean, there's a huge, huge, huge demand. Um, and uh, with, with so many people that are being forced because uh, culture comes through trauma, um, and there's a big, there's a big mass collective trauma that has occurred. And so now people are forced to look to, uh, uh, cheaper ways or less expensive ways of like gathering food and farming. Now they got it, you know, thinking about growing their own food. I mean, I'm growing, I'm growing, I'm starting to grow my own food here in my, in my apartment. Um, uh, uh, how, how it's like, okay, well, it's only these foods that are available. And it's like, well, you know, that's not necessarily true if you begin to grow your own and you, you, you know, life always shines, shines through, even in the urban concrete jungles, you just have to have the mind for it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I think, I just think that, uh, the information that you're providing is definitely necessary. I also appreciate that you are not, um, like, uh, uh, I mean, we know, we know a big problem with what, with, with, Western medicine and U.S. and European driven um, medical studies is that they do so much to try to isolate things on a chemical level, which is fine to one degree, um, but they ignore the environment. They always try to like take over the environment and they ignore that you can't exist outside of your environment. And they ignore connection to the spiritual realm and to the Heavenly Father and to all of that. And it's like when you really boil things down, like everything is connected. Everything is connected. Yeah. So um, I just uh, I appreciate I, I, I <clears throat> excuse me, I appreciate you all just kind of taking up the mantle um, and um, putting putting like uh, f flesh and work at the behind all this and, and not just being like, you know, people that's just kind of talking about stuff. But I just I'm happy to be a part on some level. Uh, I hopefully I can, you know, get some I can help on other on other levels with, with your podcast and what you're doing. So I just wanted to wish you all well. I'm I'm really excited. Finally, finally, another po a podcast, another podcast. I'm I'm actually looking forward to listening to. So, thank you for that. Avery. Yeah, I appreciate those words, brother. Yeah, as opposed to all the other ones that he chooses to uh, ignore. That we <laughs> See this out. guy, you know what you always. <laughs> it's all good. Uh -uh. Hey, brother, speak your truth, right? Speak your truth. No, I'm just. Uh -huh. Tells us walk in wisdom and
when they see me living church boy man please we are god's offspring and uh won't let this place make them conform there they go inward change they've been transformed there they go made in the image living a life vintage not for the minute but pressed till they finish there they go they the ones who done left the yard when they come in sunday rep hard sin i no fun in their squad there they go they the sons of god there they go they the ones who done left the yard when they come in sunday rep hard Sin I no fun in their squad There they go, they the sons of God